Hi everyone and welcome back to Tales from Stringersburg. With us as always is our GM, Matt Black. Greetings! Mercury. Energy, energy, Mercury energy. Mercury online as Claire. That's me, for sure. Our resident guest person, permanent... <laughs> is he, I, I, is he I, guest I, if he's yeah, resident? I don't know. I'm, but... I'm an artist in residency. Mm, no. Thank you. <laughs> we got Ryhat as Legion. Legion. And, uh, you know, me as Morgan. So, and then Mercury, if you want to give him our show format and any shout outs that we got. Definitely. Uh, we have a couple new followers. We've got Invisible Duke and alternative, al Alternatives to Fighting. I thought for a minute, and I'm not, I'm, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to share it. I thought it was like alternate vest of lighting. I thought it was alternate <laughs> vest of lighting, but it's alternatives. Oh, I'm muted. Oh, I am muted. <laughs> okay, am I muted now? Let's find out. The whole thing? Okay, there we go. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm still going to say the same thing again. I don't care if it's a recycled bit. It's a good one. Okay. So when I first read your name, Alternatives to Fighting, I thought it was, yep, scuffed. Very scuffed. Um, I thought it was, uh, um, what did I say? Alternate, alternate vest. vest of lighting. Alternate vest of lighting is what I genuinely thought your username was. And I was like, that's that's a pretty weird username. And I was like, Alternatives to Fighting. It's a little more yeah. poetic, though, which I like. So shouts out to them. Um, so the format for the show is we are overwhelmingly just in character focused. We're not trying to be rude, although we can be interrupted for financial donations. That is true. Um, and in general, if we're not actively participating in a scene, we will write back in text. But uh, in general, this is uh, uh, the primary format. It's just us talking to the other three. And at the end, if there are any questions, if people want to hang out and stick around, we will uh, entertain all kinds of questions. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, occasionally, I'll be posting things in chat which uh, gives some links to our socials. Like I think yep. um, uh, I added the uh, Legion. The Berg is the big yeah, one. There added you go. Legion to the character sheets, yeah. uh, which is linked in a drive. Cool. And uh, yes. we also have and... the link to uh, Prowler and Paragon's new Kickstarter, which is already fully funded about their Iron Age uh, city system. That's Nick. cool. That you poop, you put that in. Um, in Discord, yeah. Right? Welcome to Nocturne. I'll put that link. In uh, chat. I just put it in there. Big, yeah. Oh, good. Big ups. I, I, my opinion of Len and Sean is so high that I have read nothing about this Iron Age product, and I preemptively assume it is excellent because they do not screw around. They're mm -hmm. awesome dudes. I'm mm -hmm. sure that yeah. is great. And uh, Black, if you want and... to give us a walk in on the episode. Quick before we do, um, I'm still having music uh, quality issues, so we're not doing music. Also, since there are stupid D DMCA rules, we can't play the cool, awesome, fantastic stuff that we'd much rather be playing. So I have um, I have that that I just threw in chat. If you have Spotify, you can go check it out and listen to what should be playing for a lot of the scenes. And there's plenty of other stuff too, but we'll Which, we'll get that uh... fixed one of these days. So, I'll I'll take which, care of it. Which playlist is that? That's Claire's. I'll uh, I'll I'll put in the oh, new okay. one. 
I added a new I added a new track to it sneakily to see if you'd notice, Josh. Oh, yeah. I, I just one you'll really like it. It's I one was, you know. I was dissertating so hard today that I did not check in on that. Good for you. Well, no, I added it, I added it like two months ago, but it's fine. Like, not a big deal. But well, it's a song you know and you'll like. Oh, all right. Well, there's yeah. um, there's also I'm just gonna put this directly in the chat. This is the list that I made to think through some of the uh, core concepts and opening moves of this storyline. So, um, are, are you there. putting the uh, Nova Mob list in there? Okay, I'm yes, putting a link I in did, Nightbot, yeah. so we'll have it permanently. And nice. it's just oh, and it's fantastic. exclamation point Nova so Mob. So play along Nova at home. Excellent. Yeah. Um. So I want to walk us in a little bit differently tonight uh i want to just give one sentence from a book real quick um it is from the book that i think about a lot when i think about this story and the sentence is the face of evil is always the face of total need that drives a lot of my thinking about the nova mob which is our story tonight so last time we were introduced to a pile of sentient maggots called Legion, who is also who is also a hard-boiled detective. Uh, Legion was present when Claire's lab was broken into by a pair of criminals. We had Fat John the Albanian, not fat, and we had his old friend Ezekiel Zeke Stone. Once an Irish gangster of some repute in certain Berg neighborhoods, now kind of just a guy floating around trying to score, trying to find a place to sleep. So something pretty weird and bad happened to Fat John. Where I had, do you want to <laughs> remind us what happened? Because I feel like you were there for that. You had a good vantage point on it. Was it was it bad though? <laughs> Would. I mean, for him, but for everyone else. No, it was bad. a nightmare. <clears throat> haunting, haunting, and scarring. Like it's After... fair to say the characters have lost some. At least, a, at least one nightmare has happened since then. After hunting down the last name on his list, Legion slithered across the ceiling of Claire's lab, and took an opportunity when Morgan uppercutted uh, Fat John into the air to stretch himself down, wrap his his body around Fat John's neck, and while hanging in the air, whispered, little rats running back to the lab. It's time to taste justice. Produced a gun, put it in Fat John's mouth, and painted the wall with the insides of his head. Right. Just in case he wasn't dead enough, he then also shot him in the face. And then ate Just him. And then, oh him. yeah, that's yeah. right. No, yeah. no, no evidence. I mean, that's a favor, really. You, you needed that body taken care of. You said so. It's true. Taken <laughs> care of. But still, still with them is Zeke, who is in a a very strange state. Um, he doesn't really have any um context for what's been happening in his world lately. But he is in the custody of the team. I they're headed for I thought Claire like ran him somewhere. No, you guys have him. Claire has been cleaning up the okay. lab. 
no. fixing all of the equipment. That... No. no. Nope. We're... I cleaned the lab while we were talking. Remember? Yeah. So it was that and... scene, and she was and she was like cleaning up while she was talking to them. And mm -hmm. and then and we, we decided I ran that... him over. Yeah, we decided ahead, that carrying a a unconscious body down the street would be pretty obvious, uh, and it would right. be much better if the person who can move faster than you That's can see right. carried the body somewhere. So I, I believe Zeke is waiting for us at Morgan's training area, and uh, and Morgan is walking down the street while while Legion sort of follows in the gutter. Yes, that's right. I was just testing you. <laughs> did we pass? So, meeting, did I pass? Uh, and the answer is, I already put my scuffed card away. I should have thrown that on myself. Um, so, headed to Morgan's? Right, okay. Well, he had, a, he had like a warehouse where we could interrogate the guy. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, I thought that you were taking him back to the place where fat john had been hiding out but i guess it makes that doesn't really make sense so why would you do that you're taking him to how do we know where, that right well yeah Legion i'm the only it. i'm the only one that knows oh yeah that is but but morgan volunteered yeah right a... of course of course so in that neighborhood at this hour there are things going on people are out um they're up on the elevated walkway the old the old rail they're in boats you know nobody is in the building but people are active in the neighborhood so is anybody doing anything in particular to conceal themselves as they head in no i mean it's well you wouldn't really be able to see claire so yeah and i mean it's morgan's neighborhood so so he's going openly. Legion is sort of spread out still. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know if Claire has been to Morgan's building before. So maybe... What purposes uh, we assumed that, that Morgan told her where to go. Right. I'm yeah. just thinking maybe if if you want to refresh us with a description, Drusif. Um, I mean, it's one of the drier buildings in the sink. Uh, it's just a derelict warehouse that's got a corner that's been slightly cordoned off with a sleeping bag and a couple of you know salvation army dresser drawers or whatever and that's his room uh there's some old mattresses and pads and beanbag chairs and everything that have been laid out for crash mats um it's been cleaned as best as it can there's a big there's a big uh right. pool in the corner where a uh, mutant psychic goldfish sometimes Haku. hangs out. And that is Morgan's best mm -hmm. friend. I mean, at least he Second thinks best. so. So, yeah, I, I, I imagine at this point, people who have showed up for lessons have donated some legitimate martial arts gear or, or insisted that he order it and they pay for it. So there's probably also, like, freestanding you know, kick targets and stuff, some a pile of pads and some cheap Eskrima sticks. So that's the scene that uh, Claire arrives in. Is, is she taking any preparations or, or doing anything before the others arrive? Because there's a moment before they get in. Oh, she's going to time up. Okay. 
pretty standard chair, rope, you know, whatever. Sure. Zeke seems really confused and also to be shivering. Is, uh, can I give him a once over? Is he okay? Roll medicine. I can do that. Or the nearest. That's a thing. Yes. She has medicine. Yeah, she has medicine. She'd kind of, you kind of have to. Like, there isn't a, a biochemical set. Three successes. Okay. Um, what's strange is that at first you think these are symptoms of drug withdrawal. Um, it is pretty clear to Claire's trained or, or like naive genius mm -hmm. eye uh, that, you know, he's, he is a habitual drug user, but there's, something else about this that seems weird it, it seems like he's he's coming down from something really strong or um maybe a, a cocktail of things because he he seems to not be like seeing as well he uh he seems confused by like signs or 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 anything with writing on it he seems like he's really struggling to do basic like flat out dumb he seems just like really wasted, disproportionately. Claire has a lot of experience with people on drugs, and <laughs> specifically like like the the mainstream stuff, but also designer stuff too. So, um, she gets she gets like real eye to eye with him, and she says, "Did you take anything in the lab?" Fucking, I found the box in the I found the box in the bottom of the bin. Found the box in the bottom of the bin. I found the box in the bottom of the bin. Did you drink that? Yeah. Okay. Um. What I mean. So what does that mean? Like I mean, what are the? I would know the consequences are that he just swallowed something that presumably should be injected, which medium of drugs is often very important, as we all learned from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> the, the, the medium at which you consume uh, right. uh, can not only in, impact the uh, uh, quantity, but also... Um, right. Yeah. So he... How about this? There, uh, what, what we assumed was in there was dregs of some piece of work she was doing on a version of the formula. Yeah. So what kind of stuff would she discard from that? Like is this hey, just, is this just raw chemical waste at this point, or does it still have some kind of property that would affect the metabolism or something? It would likely be. I'm trying to think of uh, if you were putting that together, you would want something that this is kind of this might be kind of rough. Something that would separate out uh, mutative meta tissue from not meta tissue. Considering his cognitive decline, it could be something that would be like a separating agent, like something because you'd need to isolate your variables as much as you could whenever you were studying anything. So what she would have leftovers of like or what would be like consumed and then discarded as toxic would be serum that had been used on on a mixed quantity of cells. So like is this blood sample a meta? You run the, the stuff on it, and it's going to react. So this could be like the runoff of that. 
Uh, it's yeah. be, be pretty bad. It's seems... probably probably not great. I'm it just seems... I'm sort of basing on what narratively is. I'm writing it based on what's narratively happened so far, not the other way around. It um, seems likely to her that what's happening is nerve and brain connections in his body are separating. That sounds about right. Um, which means it's important to interrogate him fast because he will become dumb and not be able to tell you anything. But and possibly die. Dissonance. And possibly die. Is is there any um, is there anything I could do to f like make something to calm this down, to slow this? Is this is this like cheesy too far gone? Is it because it's been he's probably had it in his system for about a minute, so maybe two. You don't have any materials on you unless you spend resolve for a lucky break. Because it's Morgan's... easy to go to the lab and get them. It's like three blocks away. I can, I right? How I far is it? I think it's farther than that. Your lab isn't in the sink, and this is in the sink. Okay. So you have to cross a bridge. To get I don't to... actually. What? When you have more than, I think, six, five dice of speed, you run on water. Oh. I think well, so. Well, yeah, I okay, sure. You could. I'm not. Could, I'm not trying to block you in you terms could, of. You could. You could the crane stance it. I, I I forgot that super speed has that. Um, that would still be pretty visible though, right? Or do you just skim across the surface? I I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. It, it looks like a big. Uh, it looked like a big uh, motorboat, like an outboard motorboat. Like it would be. It'd be. It would be noticeable. You're touching but I don't think the water. It would be, I don't think it would be like 20 feet in the air but i think it'd definitely be like i'd say a good like five i mean i'm thinking okay. there would be some spray from doing sure. it well anyway the lab is more than three blocks away but yeah you you can go there and mix stuff up you'll have I to have... leave him and and do the work there and make a technology role to put something together okay i think it's worth i think it's worth it if, if i can get there and pretty quickly i mean i mean if she's going full out, I would say most places in the entire city are like one action away. Ten okay, thousand, well, ten thousand miles an hour. I'm just still sometimes just, like, how yeah. do how do I even how do right. I try to like yeah, temper yeah. this a little bit? How, like, how do you how do you deal with it? How do I deal with it? That's right. Just that's right. I know. You go back to the lab, make a technology roll to to put something together that'll help him. Cool. Meanwhile, oh, we're, we're no, I mean, do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, do, I'm doing it. We're we're walking there. Five. So. Okay. Um, the two of you swear you see Claire coming and going a couple times because <laughs> you're taking the most direct route. You're um, all right, you 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 get back and. Uh, You know what? Let's make this a little more interesting. Let's say that by the time you you mix this stuff, which you need to rely on machines to do, an autoclave has to spin some stuff out. So, you know, you can't do the procedure at, at Claire speed. You get there at Claire speed and return at Claire speed. But um there you go. You you are you arrive back there. A little bit after them so let's walk these two in real quick and we'll put you there right after they show up so morgan knows the way into this building obviously he must keep an entrance open for himself uh is 
is is Legion gonna form up to enter the building or just stay in swarm mode? That's something I was actually thinking of. Morgan would at some point along this walk look over at Legion and be like, "You know, you got the the hat and the coat. Why don't you just look person like? Nobody's really gonna pay attention this late." It's it's later in the evening. It's dark out at this point. It's it's midnight. Oh, okay. It's it's uh, after midnight. Zeke and Zeke and John broke into the lab. Okay. Eleven thirty, eleven forty-five ish. In in between streetlights on the on the street, then like you can sort of just see, like at first there's nothing, and then at the next streetlight there's a lump, and then at the next streetlight it's a little taller, and the next streetlight there's just a person walking with a trench coat and and a, a hat down over their face, and. Legion joins you on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you come a regular in the sink, and uh, I mean, it's still this, but you'll be all right, man. But doesn't doesn't Morgan have really like sharp senses? He's it's only for specific yeah. things. Because I, I was going to say, I bet he could hear the insects touching each other. <laughs> wow, I was just thinking that he would just if he's if he's like kind of like a because he's kind of like above he'd hear like no. of all the like car like Gross. skins rubbing together. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that attuned doesn't cover yeah. that. And, and it's more more of a merciful. gut feeling, which is a little queasy. <laughs> but uh, but okay. yeah, this is my uh. Yeah, this is where I squat. Where, Josh, where about do you think in the map of the city, Legion's sewer hideout, hideaway is? Mm. Do you think it's in this neighborhood? The, the, the sewers are inundated here. Okay. Every most places, their first or second story is underwater, so I don't think that would work here. Mm -hmm. I imagine if it's like, is it an old, like disused part of the sewer? Is that yeah, okay, probably then it's in an area of town where there's been some development and building lately because they would have like upgraded the system and sort of moved everything up, literally or or not. So um, I'm gonna say it's on. So in the northern part of town, right, Drew? Stop me if I'm wrong here. There's a sort of business mm-hmm. district area. It's where places like Lucid have their labs. It's it's the sort of like Stringersburg attempt to be techie. And on the on the southern part of that, there's probably some nice residential areas where people like the Fairhavens would have lived to be close to work. So below that, in that area, is where the sewers... I imagine... Yeah, no, get, that's what I'm thinking. That's pretty close, because the center of town is where the Sept headquarters is, and there's like a bunch of old residential like brownstones and stuff that are built up around there, mm-hmm. so that would be perfect. So there's a sort of... So there's a sort of gradient there of the like industrial tech part, that nice old housing... Sept Mansion, Stringersburg proper, downtown Plaza Sink. That yeah. kind of thing. I'm not often down here, 
the pipes underneath this area are too flooded for me to really move around without being scared. Oh yeah, it's a real shithole. Try living in the sewers. No. A little more literal that way. <laughs> oh, shit, he's already here. And he's tied up and Claire wouldn't be there. Morgan walks over and smacks him on the side of the face a little bit. Hey, hey, you fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I didn't think I hit you that hard. Um, So what was that all about? What was... what? Who are you? Nobody important, but uh, what were you doing in the ladies' lab? Oh, John needed help. John's a good friend. Okay. He's dead. Isn't John dead? Did I dream it? Uh, no, he's dead as a doornail, uh, thanks to, uh, this guy. I'll, I'll reach out towards him. And, uh, and Morgan, you'll see this too. Like as as the the sort of liquidy arm like blob of maggots uh, reaches out towards him, it hovers over his shoulder, and a few of them just drop off onto his his shirt collar and climb down into his shirt collar. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Jesus, fucking Mary and fucking Joseph. Oh, Fat John's dead. And if you don't want to join him, you're gonna tell us what you were doing. Uh, stealing I'm stealing oh. oh I've done worse why would this why do you gotta steal to get this treatment in this town you fuck treatment for what no 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 I, I, I don't need treatment I can stop whenever I want Well, maybe he was all fucked up and Claire went to go get something to uh, clear this guy up. Seems like he is on a Possible. he is on the downward slope. What was John after? John? John's a good friend. He needed help. What did he Stu need help with? Ah, that's a bad idea. That's a fucking mess. Okay, with a rush of displaced air, Claire arrives. Claire has a, um, like a beaker, a court beaker, just to get right off, be really on the nose with it. That's funny that you said... She's a good-looking... She's a good-looking broad, but she needs some meat on her bones. I heard that. <clears throat> Here, drink this. No, I'll take a drink. Okay. It would taste pretty rough. It'd probably be a very unpleasant thing to drink. Uh, I don't think that stops Zeke in any way. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, once it's in, he'd probably be like, sure. oh, yeah. I think she's killing me. Is this motor oil? Ugh. Even better. Oh, fuck. I'm fucking sober. How could you do this? Well, I saved your life because you told me you were rooting around in my uh, <clears throat> my biohazard waste bin. So, 
Just be glad you're alive. Uh, I don't have any fucking powers. A ripoff. Yeah, <sighs> I, I, I made sure you had no powers and didn't die. It was a, a good twofer. Look, I know what you types are like. I've seen you people in the city around, beaten up and killed and thrown into hell a lot of friends of mine over the years, so you'll get no thanks from me. Yeah, we tried to rip you off. Yeah, we failed. I don't know what you want from me. Fucking John's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says, she nods and says, oh, he's very dead. Well, go on then, do it. Climb down my throat or whatever it is you do. What do we want from him, anyway? She says to the two of you. I was going with this guy. He's incidental to me. He doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, I'm... Well, that seems very yeah. helpful. You said John had a bad plan. A crazy idea. What was the plan? Wanted to get some of that power. Get some of those powers. Thought the fucking chemicals in your fucking lab would give him speed so he could run away trying to get out of town. I didn't know what he was trying to get away from, but I guess now I do. And you got me, and I'm John's friend, so fuck you. Go ahead. Piece of shit anyway. You know you can always just let him go. He's a hustling piece of shit that's amounted to absolutely nothing. You could have been something, oh, Treadway. You, I tried to tell you. Ugh. This you two game, know each other. This game here, living in a fucking... Actually, this isn't a bad place. You know fucking what? Shithole. You've done all right. You've done all right. You got a roof. Christ. Uh, you fucking useless you ass junkie. Worth a bit of money. On his way out. You've been on your way out for the past fucking 20 years. And yet I'm still here. Barely. Go take yourself and your three teeth and go back down to the fucking street corner and stick a needle in your arm. You got one? Fuck no, I don't. Well, so, so what we're going to do, she says, she says interrupting Morgan. So what we're going to do is we're going to let you go. And that's our favor. So now you owe us a favor. And we'll let you know when we need to cash it in. So have a good day. Stay out of trouble. I know where to... F Don't go drinking. I know where to find you, Zeke. Drugs. And I'll always be in your ear. And you, and you can't run from me. Sick puns. Um, Thank you. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> someone unties him, and you guys let him yep. leave the building. Okay. Yeah, Claire, 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 uh, 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 bamps him like a like a like a block away, just so he like sit down. It's like, oh, right. So Claire's might being not that high, she has to kind of rely on these tricks of velocity to carry people when she carries them. Not yeah. Zeke. Zeke. I would is, say Zeke is skin and bones. I would say for for generally with the velocity that it would be okay. I think I think it would only probably become an issue with someone who is like supernatural or trying to stop her. 
I think that would be those would be the real problems of like sure yeah but so you're in Morgan's yeah. place Zeke is when you there. sit back in Morgan like slams the door I fucking hate that guy son of a bitch I didn't know he was yeah there. fucking he tried to be a badass back in the day in the sink and old Chicago gangster bullshit just ugh there's a reason why he's only got three teeth now. If he was connected to John, he might be connected to others. Oh, he he knows. If someone knows all the fucking lowlives in the Berg, it's fucking Zeke. Well, that it's good that he owes us a favor. Yeah. So... What's the what? So you're welcome to crash here. That, I mean, there's plenty of space. You sleep? What? No. Oh, that sucks. Really sucks. That would suck to not be able to sleep. What about that thing in your lab? It got away somehow. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Yeah. That thing. Should we ask Roland? Or do you have anyone else we should talk to? Like, I mean, Roll's a good a person as any if we can get a hold of him. He's been uh, he's been a bit busy lately. He seems to take my calls. I th I'm not really sure why. Morgan just looks at Claire she do like that. she doesn't do that. Really, like is the look on his face. <laughs> She doesn't catch it <clears throat> and calls him. Okay. It's like 1230 at night, incidentally. Oh, oh, I'm just, sorry. The, to, the, the 50s sure. noir detective is probably already yeah. in bed because he's got a he's got his jog at 630 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You you hear ice in a glass clinking as he picks up. Hey. Evening, Roland. Evening. It's morning already. Oh, uh, uh, we. I'm with uh, Morgan and a new up, friend, bro? and we have some questions. We saw some uh, mystical stuff tonight, and that's not really what we do. <sighs> Good thing I got a light caseload. Uh, what I mean is, I don't suppose any of you guys could spot me twenty, thirty dollars. I'm uh, I'm pretty light. Oh, oh. Um, absolutely. And maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll bring you some four roses on the way. How does that sound? You, I don't say this kind of thing very often, and I don't mean it literally, but you're a goddess. Well, not thanks, like Roland. not like those bitchy ones. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Eris, forget about it. Ugh. <laughs> Claire Claire grunts disgustedly and says, "All right." And she she looks at Morgan because you you were going to say something. Oh, nothing. I was just going to bust his balls. Oh, okay. Okay, so then she hangs up and we head over there and he's in the sink, right? Morgan, uh, uh, Roland's in the sink? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a low-rent guy. He he probably couldn't afford a combined office living space anywhere else. There's just not that much money in being a supernatural detective. Which you would think there would be. Oh, there ought to be, you know. 
classic labor struggle. You know, they just can't unionize. Well, they're that and they're terrible at social media. Yeah, that's true. He keeps putting ads in the newspaper and in the yellow pages and then he doesn't get any business. He keeps sending spirits around to personally (laughs) tell people about his business. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So what you dare me? (laughs) I, I imagine at this point he's he's had enough. Of like either slow increase or occasional burst of of money to move to a drier side of the sink. Like he's no longer in the same building he was in when Morgan was uh, litigating the the Stringersburg political civil war. Oh, is that war what we're calling it? Of of yeah. I, I I don't know what else to call it. The fucking election. He's in a different office building now, but um, it is still. In the sink, there's, um, you know, at least a, a floor of water. Then there's a uh, legacy tenant, you know, like a Polish family there. And then there's him on top. So, you know, he's often like, he has to tell people that it's actually an office because people are just like, this is a fucking apartment. It is, but it's also his office. So um, there's, a, there's a light on there. Yes, if possible. I would like to do the... Uh, flashback scene with Roland as it may have precedent on the current scene. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, see your prompt for that. No, that's not it. Where is it? It's just a quick scene I'd like to do with Morgan and uh, Trevor and then lead into uh, Morgan and Roland. All right, this is as good a time as any to do a Trevor flashback. Uh, Ryan, are you are you good with that? I'm I'm good with it. I'm gonna have to pull up my Trevor stuff. You're, I I doubt you're gonna need yeah. your sheet. Okay. I think I I think we're just gonna cover real quick something that we mentioned last time, which is like after the fracas with. Bullfrost, Earl of Hell. Where did Trevor end up? There was the like unfortunate trip to Chicago where he saw that his building doesn't exist anymore, so on and so forth. Well, Morgan heard him talking about his home and and all this stuff and all these people, and he looked at the charm that was on uh, Sanguine Warden's thing of the the bear and kind of put two and two together. And I think he he leaned down to Trevor, you know, like get on his knees and look at him and just be like, kid, do you want to stay here or do you want to go home? I don't, I don't think I have a home anymore. Do you, No. do you want to go back to the place that you were before? Just, just want my parents. Your parents were there. Yeah, they were. They were just in the apartment, and and then and then all of this happened. But I I I I thought I I thought I was dreaming, but 
I don't think I'm dreaming anymore. All right, kid. Well, Morgan kind of crosses his his legs and he's like, "Come here and come here and take a nap." And he and Morgan like Morgan's dealt with neighborhood kids and stuff, so he like starts stroking his hair, and he's gonna kind of reenact what he did with Malfrost and try to put Trevor back into the the charm. Okay. So he get. I, I'm sure Trevor is. I, I'm sure Trevor is is reluctant to sit with a strange man, but then slippers prances over onto onto Morgan's lap and and flops around like come here bud slippers okay so I don't want to leave this to the dice I want to leave it largely to the two of you Ryan does it seem like something that Trevor would no well I guess it's more of, of a you question does Trevor being sealed away again and essentially returning to his apartment by going back into Blood Mage prison. <laughs> Does that seem like something that would be appropriate for him? Honestly, it might be the best result. <laughs> um, only, only because I don't, I don't know what's left for him out here, but he has been woken up to this. So going back into the in, into the the stasis apartment, he might just sort of know that it's not real, which would be very scary for him. Mm. If he if it starts to dawn on him that the people he that are around him actually aren't his parents in some way. I, I, I think that would become more of a nightmare than having to, to like grow up understanding that he's, he's alone and that the world he, he came from is gone. So uh, personally, I, I don't know. I mean, I either, either way, he's not going to stop anything from happening. Mm. Cause I don't think he understands what's happening. So it, it's it's really up to you. I mean, more Morgan's just or not, tr- Morgan goes through with this. On yeah, his own. I mean, he's like, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Like he thinks this, you sure. know, this kid is for some reason he don't know he doesn't know what's in here, but he thinks that this kid maybe he's crazy, maybe he's not wants to go back, and this is his home. So Morgan's like, I don't know. One of his rules is you don't fuck with kids. So. This this could be a real turning point, uh, because the, there's an opportunity for Trevor to become a hero or a villain in the future, and depending on his mental state and what what sort of ordeal he has to go through and who's there to help him through it from this point on, that'll really influence which of those things it, it is. Well, I I really like the idea of of tucking Trevor away for a rainy day, for. For the stream, uh-huh. and then you know, oh, yeah. maybe maybe somebody else will will make the decision of of how Trevor returns because it sounds to me like if he goes back into the into the stasis, he can actually grow up now, and he'll change. The apartment will change, the uh, 
the landlords might reveal themselves to him in some form. He might settle the score he has with Evil Dave. I mean, a lot of personal growth could happen. (laughs) A lot of personal growth. I love Evil Dave. I'm going to write you up. This is a disciplinary action. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so Ryan, I, I'm going to leave yeah. it up to you as to as to what happens, like because conceivably Trevor could like resist, he, he, even in an instinctive way, because his power is just like whatever he thinks about kind of happens. That's true. Uh, I, I mean, I suppose if if Swippa's, um is like sort of prompting him that this is okay he'll go along with it okay trevor wakes back up in in his apartment the building is a, a little more gritty he, he's feeling the textures of things more it seems somehow more solid he's he's brought something back with him but we can uh i th- i think he um I think he gets up out of his bed uh, and runs out of the room and down the hall. You just hear, Mom, I had a bad dream. And that's that's the end of that. Yeah. For now. Mm-hmm. We'll Very see good. what someday we'll see what happened with Binks the Jinx. But for now, we're going to sort of move from that memory into a, a scene with with Roland. Real yeah. Quick. And I think it would just be Roland and Morgan. Um Maybe the next day, maybe that same day, Morgan comes limping into Roland's office. Like, it, it doesn't matter if he's got clients or not. And Morgan's just like, Roll, we. I got a job for you. Um, kind of in the middle of something here. There's a there's a guy there with a briefcase. He's trying to like hide photographs. He's like. He he points to Roland. He's like, he is going to hook you up. You're set. You're good. Now get. <laughs> Mr. Akas, this is just not perfect. Yeah, I, I know. Listen, this guy, kinda, he walks this guy out the door, throws you a look, gets rid of him. He comes back. Blue, I swear. I swear to gods you never heard of. Roll, I got a, I got a big ask. You said job. Job means money, bud. Job means employment. Uh, sorry. Sorry. He doesn't say bud. He calls you mm. chief. Job means employment. I've had plenty of jobs that I never got paid on. Oh, for crying out loud. What do you want? And he fishes out the ring of keys and presents them to Roland. Oh, Fuck you. No. No, I know what that is. Well, I figured if anybody did, you would. And you're... Hey, hey, listen. And he he tells him the story about the outer body of experience with with Jacob and everything, and he's like, you're the only blood mage I know, and you're the only guy I would trust with this. First of all, I know a little bit of blood magic, because everybody knows a little bit of it, it's part of the... It's in the book. So, But I'm not a blood mage. I'm not, like, from this family this kid's from. 
They got a specific thing with their bloodline. I don't know how you did something. That doesn't make any sense. I, 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 I don't know. Spare the moment. Look, I'm the, gonna the, the the code you're in right now would be at bake for a perfect Tony Soprano impersonation. Just so you know, like it is, it is like it is like exactly correct. Like it is exactly how he talks. Aw, oh, what's with this puss? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you got out of it. You got out of it. It was it's it's that kind of understated thing you were doing. Sure. Uh okay. So, you know, he, he would reluctantly take the ring of keys, but if if Morgan starts to say anything formal, if he starts to be like, Here, I give you he's like in in fact he like he starts to reach for it and he's like, Don't say nothing. I'm going to take this from you, but don't say a word. Just give me that. Man. I'm going to make some calls. Can't. This is going to sound real shitty and egotistical, but if you're going to, if you can't, will you check with me before you give them to anybody? Oh. No, that don't sound egotistical. That's just reasonable. Yeah, I'll check with you. I just gotta make sure I can rearrange someone's face if they decide to go crooked with this. Yeah, um... I'm gonna need to get a hold of your friend. She actually kind of knows what she's doing, so uh, I'm gonna need to get a little bit of what she's got to help protect this thing while oh, yeah. I figure out who might be, be suitable. Be smart. All right. Will you will you send yeah, her yeah. here? She uh she listens to you, but she thinks I think she thinks I'm sweet on her, which I ain't. I thought you were sweet on anything. Well, yeah, but beyond that, it's look I just need her help, and she's not gonna yeah. show up if I try and. B B's most likely to just busting your balls, seeing the uh, saying hi. Oh. Huh. That would make sense. All right. I'm gonna take care of the fucking keys for you, Morgan. But for Christ's sakes, you can't come by and 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 drop that many defused <sighs> nuclear warheads in my lap. Hey, all right. I... Listen, man, it's been, there's some things I'm working on, so maybe next time I see you, I'll have some answers. I have a sign on my lawn that says defused nuclear warhead storage. Did you see the sign out there? No, you didn't, because storing defused nuclear warheads is not my job. All right, he, he lets, I'm not saying it isn't. Okay, fair. He, uh... What was I saying? What You're were you peach. saying? And he walks out the door. Okay. Um, manfully, Roland restrains himself from throwing a glass of booze at you as you walk out. He thinks about it, though. He stands there with the glass for a second. Then he puts it down. So, that happened when we come back to the present. That would have been a week or two in the mm -hmm. past. Okay. Um, he is just sitting in his office slash apartment where he usually sleeps on the couch. He's just sitting up drinking. 
he's got a computer open on a table over there. There's like a, a news website on it. He's just sort of pacing. Well, this is uh this is a promising look. It's it's always bad news when this oh. happens. You mean when you come to my office? No, when you're like this. And Morgan like gestures to to everything. By the way, uh Claire and uh Lesion. Oh, we've met. We Hmm. Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, you see, uh, Lesion would, would notice. I mean, Roland isn't particularly subtle, even though he probably thinks he is. You see him kind of stray over to his desk, and there's an, there's an elaborately bound leather volume there. And he kind of lets his hand rest on it, and then he mumbles something under his breath. Um, but Lesion has enhanced hearing, right? Uh, no. Oh, I thought you did. Oh, no, maybe I do. Sorry, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I do. Yep, sorry. That is one of the super senses. Lesions, uh, Claire interjects when she sees this moment happening. Lesions, a little unusual, and he's with us. Um, She's not stopping him. She's just giving Roland the courtesy of what he's about to discover. Right. Um, So what, what Lesion hears is not in a language that he knows, although he knows a lot of languages, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, do I call Legion he? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, he, he was, he, he was, he male was present- a he. He was male presenting before. Right, okay. All this happened, so, yeah. Um, so, Legion's had time to learn a lot of languages, as I, as I remember the, the description, and he, and he's a quick study, but, this this isn't familiar, um, but he he says something short. It seems uh, just like the way he says it. It seems to be a, a stock phrase, a cliche, a little ritual word or, or something. Um, and nothing happens after that except Roland kind of edges back a little bit. He's like, "Ooh, hey, nice to." Uh, Meet you, plural, there. Uh, it's an interesting uh, trick. Okay, friends um, of my friends. It's uh, it's it's a long story, Roll. As per usual. Ryan? I was just going to say, Legion sort of, like, meanders around the room a little bit. Maybe, like, poking at bookshelves or, like, picking piles of... Uh, of empty glass liquor bottles uh just just nudging them a little bit you know uh but he doesn't have a way to talk to this guy yet uh Mm -hmm. so he might just look like he's ignoring him almost okay claire i uh kind of thought from your call it was going to be you but uh not that i'm not happy to see everybody what's the rumpus well, the short version is a couple of goons broke into my lab looking to score some of the uh, super serum. And uh, this guy, she she ge- she had gestures to Legion. And uh, this guy was tracking them for uh, reasons of personal vendetta. And the vendetta 
being pretty much summarized as he didn't used to be a whole bunch of uh, uh, cadaver-consuming entities. In your um, head, you just you you just hear and during that pause, you just hear Legion say maggots. <laughs> she says she says that, and then she says you know maggots. Um, and uh, I, that was I, some. I know what maggots are. Yeah, he's he's maggots. That's what is. Okay. Yeah, and uh, she she doesn't really seem convinced by what she's saying. She's like, yeah, he's maggots, right? Like she has kind of a weird affect to her voice when she says it. She's like, hey, he's, he's maggots. And uh, so uh, something showed up, some, and she kind of describes, what was it? It was sort of, I, you know what I thought of? And I'm sure this is not what you intended. Do you remember the original Mortal Kombat movie back in the 90s? Do you remember Very how they angry. showed, do you remember how they showed Reptile? I don't know why, but just that CGI lizard that was kind of like equal parts, like like a bucket of paint and a lizard. It was an interesting combo of the two. Anyway, I don't know. That's why I pictured the thing. Maybe it's because I watched it a couple of weeks ago, but I just I was just like, that is literally why that happened. Morgan. I'm sure Morgan throws in about the the crystal that he used. Oh, the 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 yes. fem, ephema, the hard to touch thingy crystal that you gave me. Like we put it in a thing and it like resonated with it. The ephemeris? Yeah, that that thing. You you did what with an ephemeris? I gave it to her and she put it in a thing that did a some some like waves of energy like shot out of it. I don't know. She 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 gives she gives the more sciencey answer. Vibrations. They're one of the okay, alright, yeah, I that kind of makes sense. If it did that, it would be... Let me roll something for him. Nothing. Um, Drew, I don't... I, I, I don't have a sheet for him in front of me. What do you think... Hold on. Oh, okay, great. Um, let me find the right folder. Sorry. Um... Your, this interlude your... brought to you by Paps Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the taste of the same. Uh, nice. Uh, Exclamation mark PBR good. Hard Coffee in chat. No, it doesn't do anything. What What are you looking for? I think this is just intellect. Uh, four dice. Although it could, it could be a cult. Uh, which I guess could be... His investigation is five... Um, oh, there's no there's academics, film? which you could put that under, I guess. Four. Yeah. Okay. W w the first thing you said, intellect, that was four. Like five. Four. Okay. Right then. He could have a he could have a you know a, a talent of academics, but then um, a specialty mm. like. Isn't I don't remember what it's called exactly. Yeah. Expertise. There's yeah. like a expertise right. in the occult. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a couple more for him, assuming that he has something like that, because that's reasonable to assume. And we will look at the sheet later to be yeah. sure. So he he thinks about it for a second and he's like, I think you gotta I think uh, hold my drink and he just holds it out for someone to take. <laughs> 
And if no one takes it, he just drops it. And I think uh, catches uh, it. I like the idea of him across. dropping it and Claire catches it. Okay. <laughs> or if you were going to, I'm sorry, Ryan. That's okay. I was gonna. I'm gonna say like just absentmindedly, Legion's arm like stretches out and wraps around it and pulls. It I like back. that better. I like that better. Okay. <laughs> A liquidy mass of maggots takes his drink away. Mm. To his credit, Roland doesn't notice. He goes over to his book, opens it up on the desk, and uh, he doesn't flip through the pages. He says words, and the pages turn. Um. And eventually he finds the page he's looking for, seems to. He picks the book up. He walks over to the couch. Uh, he just kind of like turns around and sits on it. He's kind of muttering under his breath. And he's like, didn't I have a drink? Stretch it back out to him. Thanks. When he takes it, a maggot stays on his hand. Nice. Maybe wait, makes its way up into his sleeve or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He, oh. he, uh, he, he doesn't notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> shuts, the, shuts, the, shuts the book, sets it down next to him on the couch. What you got is a spectral entity. And uh, I think what you saw when you did that with the ephemetrix and the vibrating machine, I think what you saw was a dimensional imprint. That's what you're looking for. You you got a uh, classic uh, extra-dimensional life form on your hands. So how do I punch it? Ryan, this feels like a little bit of a crossover. <laughs> feels a little bit like a crossover. I feel like the... Uh, I feel like... Uh, um... What's crossing? With, I feel like uh, my guy needs to come out. The what's with Erlens. the cross? No, Erlens needs to come out and be like, be like, I've been oh. tracking this thing for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Flukefeld crossover. Although, Flukefeld. You know. Flukefeld. Okay, Drew, you were talking. Uh, Morgan asked Roland, so how does he punch it? <sighs> my simple friend, Blue. You gotta, you'd have to make something that would let you interact with other dimensions. I mean, you'd probably have to find out which fucking dimension it is first. And then after that, find a way to like tune yourself to it. This, listen, I gotta just make one thing clear here. We're talking about dimensions in like a physics way. We're not talking about spirit realms, pocket hells, uh, you know. Uh, 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 ethnic uh, mythology universes that come up from like a race consciousness. If you believe in that sort of thing, I'm saying it's not magic. More you know physics-based. You know what it's like. Uh, it's it's like it's like your big friend, one three eight. It's like that hmm. guy, right? He came from another layer or yeah, something. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like he's the best model I got. I don't even the book and he gestures to his big leather bound book over there. He's like the book only mentions this as a possibility to rule out when you're trying to, you know, bind and trap uh, magical entities. So all right. I know for a fact and he taps the book. I can't help you. 
Okay, well, at least that points us in the right direction. A little bit beyond what I normally work in, but I, that, that does mean I can kind of start with something on this. I mean, I don't it's to putting down thugs, but not had to deal with anything like this before. Oh, okay. Telepathy. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, he's like the fish. Hello. Why do you think it's here, and why do you think it came at the time that it did? Me? Why do I think? You I'm just hearing about it. Don't Look, cut yourself so short. If you had to guess. Things from other dimensions don't normally come here on purpose. I mean, 138 didn't, right? It was like an accident or something. So either there's some kind of accident behind it or thing about life is uh, most of it's pretty simple. Most uh, of your entities out there, they, uh, they want to feed and they want to breed. So there's things here on purpose. I'm just saying. Don't overcomplicate it. I don't want to say every extra dimensional life form is a predator, but uh, statistically speaking. Great. So we should go talk to the big fucking robot thing. I didn't fucking think he was a robot. I, I don't know what he is. He looks like a robot. When he's all big and shit, he looks like a robot. Like, I don't know. You watch too many cartoons. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but still you might could talk to him he might could tell you something right well he could tell you more than i could to throw more on our plate than already is what's all uh this any gestures to roland's room what's all the what my new office you've been here you with the the pacing I know we haven't known each other that terribly long, but you're real easy to read sometimes. I was a little excited about the vibrations from the little gift you gave me last time. I ain't disposed of it yet. It's still here. So, uh, you know, that could be great. Okay. It just... This is usually your... Uh habits when you got something brewing I had a regular job brewing when you came into my office with that kid last time managed to claw my way back but the main thing I got going he produces a crumpled piece of paper from his pocket he's been wearing his trench coat this whole time it's like is this and he throws an eviction notice at you damn Look, I, uh, I've been trying real hard to find somebody to take that thing off my hands and put it somewhere safe. It's a little distracting trying to do that. Been hard to make a buck in the meantime, and uh, the bucks I can make, they're not wow, much. So I got to figure something yeah. out. Sorry, man. Like, uh, didn't think it'd be that bad. Nobody wants to take this. The kid's family, 
That burden, nobody wants it. Least of all me. Well, I mean, you know, I would have fucking taken it, it, but it's something he said about my magic doesn't work with his. Right. Yeah. Nah, Bianca had some, uh, I'm sorry, the thread. My, excuse me, slip of the tongue. The thread had some uh, useful uh, insight there, but still, it's tough. I gotta basically trick somebody into doing it. And apparently, I'm easy to read. Sometimes. Hey, a uh, <clears throat> new guy. I don't suppose uh, you're one of these, uh, <clears throat> I'm a hero because I'm rich types, are you? You wouldn't be able to help out a struggling single businessman, small business owner, you know what I'm saying? You got any detective work you need done? I just cleaned up all of my detective work. But you're in luck. I don't really need money. Not anymore. I just stretch my arm out and like uh, like crumpled bills just sort of like come out of it onto the desk like with a couple of maggots and things and then like the maggots like come back up into the arm and, and there's just like a couple like a pile of like 20s not a stack but like a pile of some crumpled 20s on his desk. Mm-hmm. Some of them might have some blood spray on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? And he's like smoothing the money out. He kind of like fingers the, the blood off off one of them. He's just like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. He's like, you're all right. I never met a nicer collection of sentient maggots. <laughs> he smooths the money out, stacks it, drops it in a drawer. You know what, Treadway? I take back everything I said about you. Everything? Most of it. I'm on the case. I'm going to make sure it ends up in the right hands. All right. Well, I'll... Listen. Your, uh... Your landlord's Mrs. G, right? Don't remind me. I'll... Have a talk with her. Ah, oh, come on. Not that kind of talk. Wait, who do you? What? Not that type of person. Fuck. I just, I just. She, she she's seventy six years old. You're gonna go around bracing old ladies? I just, mean, not for just me. No, let I me mean... talk to her. I can be all right. All I right. can be a nice guy. You just don't see it often. Yeah. Well, you mostly come around asking me how to throw punches. So I'll show you how to throw punches. You broke your thumb that last time. I'm. I, I'm I'm buying one of them videos you recommended. I'm ordering it tomorrow. I'm gonna just don't worry about it. And, and, you know, there's you that know, thing called the internet now Jesus. where you don't have to buy videos and shit. Like I've heard, my cassette play is fine. <laughs> he's like, he's like, YouTube gives me uh, sorry, YouTube, YouTube. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, ViewTube, that's what I said the first time. ViewTube gives me a headache. He, uh, he kind of, you, you can tell he's, like, trying to politely get you out of his office, but he, um, he also badly needs a drink. So he sort of, like, shuffles toward his door and then back to the cabinet and pours a drink and then walks toward the door again with the drink in his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 going. Thanks. Thanks. 
Claire, uh, Claire says, oh, I almost forgot, and sets down the fifth of uh, four roses on his desk. Thanks, Roland. He sets his drink down, picks up the bottle, opens it, and just smells it. Just like... I could... Well... I ain't trying to harass nobody. Thank you very much. Okay. Roland has completed his sensitivity training, I see. <laughs> He's heard about it. He's trying. These, He's these broads doing... sure... Dames. <clears throat> Thank you for the dimes. gift. I like working with you. <laughs> this uh, you, we've we've just reminded me of one of the great jokes in Thirty Rock about Greenzo, their environmental superhero. Oh, but the so audience can, can find that clip on their own. We don't need. Oh, to the Greenzo, the Greenzo demographic clip. Yes, exactly. Priceless, priceless. So when you all leave his office. Uh, let's take a moment for whatever immediate reactions happen, and then I want to zoom out in time a little bit, and we can zoom back in before the session ends. But I want to go from this moment to a, a span of, of a few days, maybe less than a week, maybe about a week, and then we'll probably zoom back in after okay. that. So, like it. Morgan would just look at you two and be like, "You Monster Squad tomorrow? It's, uh, it's probably a little late. Yeah, tomorrow's good. I've I've um got more cleanup to do at the lab anyway, so. All right. Well, Legion, you uh welcome to since you don't sleep, hang out at my place. That's all right. I'll find you both tomorrow. Okay. And no one asks yeah. how. Mm. <laughs> it's a it's a comic book, man. Like you don't you don't actually exchange numbers, or you don't really say goodbye when you get off the phone. You just say, "Okay, click." Like we just, you know. Yeah. So there's a visit to Monster Squad to talk to 138. I hear that. Um, that'll be the next day. We can do that scene. I will tell you that. We will zoom out after that, and you will hear of one or more capers that are committed by thugs, mooks, scumbags Henchmen. elsewhere in, in Stringersburg. Yeah. Henchmen doing tryouts. No. I can't believe that um, horse okay. on my Nissan stanza. You'll find pornography like, of your wife on his computer. It's under special projects. <laughs> I now, miss you, Venture Brothers. Now, now, now you know where all yeah. our jokes come from. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll go to Monster Squad headquarters. The whole team is there. They seem to be taking some kind of experiment seven-led meditation course or something. Um, the door is answered by a person, just like a regular... Okay, we're, we're talking like a 20-something person, um, super earnest, bookish, 
you find out this person is an intern with the organization that experiment seven has set up around the monster squad you know it, it's there there's the other name that they sometimes use for the group which is something like the institute for metahuman flourishing or something like that um so this person home for wayward mystically talented metahumans um thank you no i oh, think okay. my one, i think i think my one stands no i know but um uh ryan what's this person's name the intern the intern uh it's it's obviously brody Brody. yeah brody. Of course. everyone knows brody <laughs> my he's dad's really, dog is brody he's like hello i thought that was he's, the best part he's a little anxious he's got his tail between his legs a little bit all the time because he's used to being ordered around yes that's mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he um he has a he has a a polo shirt and uh khakis on belted a little bit too high looks uncomfortable he's got a clipboard he's like uh hi <clears throat> hello uh welcome to the institute for metahuman flourishing i'm brody yeah uh we need to talk to 138 please this is this is oh, new okay. oh yeah um, the building they already get they they finally got moved in because the other warehouse uh-huh. is liquefied right um yes that's right and uh we're doing a kind of like a um like a reflection thing uh to like get into the new space so um he's gonna need like 45 ish minutes he's probably in a um um a a sun he's probably he's probably doing yoga right now salutation it's a sun salutation that's what it's called okay um do you want to come in? I could like make you guys tea or something. Joe sounds great. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. The last time we saw Monster Squad headquarters, it was part of a gigantic battle, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so With, now uh, Malfrost, Earl of Hail, was no, in the yard. No. So no, that was that was uh, the Sept headquarters. Oh, this, I this was okay, Brother Spider and that whole fight. That's right. That's that, right. That big fight. Um, so yeah, they would have moved into a new facility. It seems like Experiment Seven has tried to consolidate because it's not the sort of big sprawling space that they had before. But um, they must have got this on some kind of. Um, eminent domain property seizure kind of thing because it's very high and nice space good for them um you you come in at ground level and and brody to take you to the kitchen to make you tea takes you up to the third floor um and there's basically the elevator and the kitchen and a little bathroom and then a big room with big ass windows that wrap around great view family upgraded and there's there's like one couch and like an old rug and that's it it's a really nice room with almost nothing in it um so he's like um have a seat yeah damn that's way better than their 
warehouse that they had. Uh huh. Hey, hey, uh, Mercury, will you will you roll perception real quick? I sure will. Let me know if you get more than two. I'm curious who if they recruited any new blood. I got two. Okay. Two is two is enough. Um he is he is fangirling on you really hard right now and he just hasn't said anything. <laughs> um Drew did, did Morgan say something oh, uh, to him? Or was that Morgan you? probably said something like that under his breath too, like I wonder if they got anybody new because at the end of the fight, it was seven spitter and one thirty eight, and that was like all that was left of the set because the knife has gone into hiding. Van Slyke is right, whatever. He's he's fucked off yeah. to wherever. Jaguar's yeah. back in his god dimension, right? Or Jaguar? You hate yeah. to see it. Oh yeah, insight yeah. stuck ar- back. stuck around. Did he join this group? Was yeah, that the I think idea? so. I I can leave it to you. Like you can nix it or not. No, I I I I like the idea that he walks out of the meditation room with them. That would make sense to me. Um, Brody Brody is is trying very hard not to um, beg Claire for an autograph and and to deflect his attention. He looks at Lesion, and now in the light of this big windowless room, uh. He he drops two tea mugs and and scalds his exposed ankle a, a little bit. I could I could catch them unless you'd rather okay. him burn himself. <laughs> All right, because because that'll make him feel even more uncomfortable and intimidated by her when she's genuinely just trying to help. Great. Okay. Claire, Claire catches the the tea, but um, Brody still stumbles backwards. And says, "Oh fuck." Oh yeah, he's maggots. Um, Sorry. Uh, I um, could you? He turns around and pukes in the sink, and he's like washing his mouth. He's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I, 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 I." And when when Legion doesn't say anything, he his he turns bright red. No, I think he's all right. He he knows, right? Like okay. Uh, we've we we've kind of skirted around this, but you haven't responded when anybody's like, "Oh shit, your maggots!" Like, I know that it doesn't make you feel good, but like, where's the where's the ground for us to talk about this? Oh, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, you're good, man. Brody sees this. He sees one side of this exchange, and he's just sort of like, "Um, so you guys make yourselves comfortable. I gotta go lie down, or have a protein bar or something. Um, I'll tell them you're here." And he, great, he's thanks. Down. Should I wait outside? Nah. Wait until you see Experiment Seven. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> they. So a little while later, um, the the elevator door opens, and um, there's a, a funny visual. There's a, a man-ish figure who does look mechanical. Um, 
Drew, I, I'm I'm remembering 138 as looking sort of patterned like circuitry. Yeah, when they're in their more human form, it's like real subtle. Like when you've had like a seatbelt pressed against your skin and you've got like those subtle lines, like mm -hmm. that's kind of like the almost like sacred geometry or circuitry that's kind of like running in their skin. And then sort of hanging loosely draped over that is a sort of grayish humanoid figure that like flows around the me vaguely mechanical looking man and kind of glides across the floor toward you all. This would be the time if I had like the kind of audio set up that that Rai has, has I would I would have the mic and I would like turn the pedal on to do the voice but <laughs> I don't have that kind of setup. Uh we we can get you set up with the voice mod if you want. Oh, it's 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 it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 We're going to do that. When when nice. experiment 7 talks there's a sort of chorus effect. It it sounds like several people talking. And the voices are different genders and registers and whatnot. But they uh they take a tallish form. It's about seven feet, got long limbs, probably a couple extra fingers, like like a, like another thumb, like opposing the other way. Um and they they're not showing any sex characteristics. Uh, they um, they kind of stop not far from Morgan and Claire. It's like a sort of friend distance. They're just like, hello, what brings you here? Looks at Legion, hello. Do I know, do I recognize any of these people at all? Like just through their deeds in town or anything like that? The same way that I recognize Powder Girl? You would know about 138 for sure. 138 was almost the cause of a big incident. They, uh, the, the newspaper stories would say crash landed here, but Legion would have read and done enough research to know that's not strictly accurate. 138 appeared here in like a huge size and accidentally crushed some buildings and uh, maybe some people. And the MHTF tried to shoot at him and blow him up, and that didn't go very well. Um, but he's become part of this group that's uh, sort of called the Monster Squad or the Monster Squadron and might be called the other thing that the intern said at the door. But um, Legion would know that he's some sort of otherworldly visitor and he's uh scientifically capable and interesting um i don't think experiment seven is as well known they but i think lesion might have heard of seven them. has been making a name for like metahuman rights in the city and stuff that's right that's what that's likely what what lesion would have heard um most people that write about seven are are too uncomfortable by their made too uncomfortable by their power set to really get into it so they just leave them as an unspecified metahuman <laughs> but yeah so you 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 would have heard of them so they asked what brings you here um 
couple different things. We kind of need to talk to 138. 138 just looks up. They used to have a he, they, he, he, 138. Yeah, he. vaguely. He, he used to have a, he used to have a device that he spoke through, but I assume he's like integrated that now or he just learned how to talk. He's got like that high tech collar that he's made. That's almost like has a, right, like no collar. lag. There we go. Right. Yeah. So you would see this machine around his neck, maybe like flashing when he talks, but, uh, he says, talk to me about what? Well, and then we give him the spiel about the entity and what Roland said. and Okay. Um, as this conversation is unfolding, Seven kind of flows around the room and sort of like passes through Legion space without overtly like trying to touch or smell them or, or anything. But uh, you can you can tell that this this meta person is sort of like probing you a little bit, circling you, just like trying to figure out what you are. Cool. I'll do the same thing back. Okay. One of your uh, maggots ends up on one of Seven's extended limbs, and they notice immediately and just sort of like look at you and then kind of slowly start to pull it closer to look at it. Let it crawl around okay so 138 has um immediately just like sat down and um reached under the one sofa here and and pulled out a big dry erase board and if if anyone looks askance at that which maybe you do seven just sort of glances over and it's like he has them all over the building now um so 138 just starts writing things down on that drawing diagrams numbers as you're talking to him and at the end of it he says um certain dimensions are known to host forms of life that would be intangible here right oh, hard. what is your question about them how do we fuck it up if we need to? Or why is it here? Oh, that's and a good one. is it alone? Is it alone? Should we be concerned? Right. Why did it show up when it did? Is it coincidental or is it somehow connected to the Albanian mob? One thirty-eight. Too much happened and too much of a coincidence. One thirty-eight. Uh can't hear lesion no but uh experiment seven can now right seven seems to have have grokked very quickly what's going on with this telepathic exchange and and they repeat lesions questions um 138 uh writes the questions down in order which i have not done but the character does and says he says, one moment, calculating. Gremlin there. Shows no sign of slowing down. Moment could mean a lot of things for him. Morgan <laughs> looks over to, to Mad Spitter. What's up, man? How you been? He comes, he comes bounding over. He's been hanging back 
which is why he wasn't in this scene before. He comes bounding over to Morgan and uh, gives him a big bro side hug. It's like my man. Yeah, yeah. How's the uh, how's the leg? It's all right. I was some fucking. Yeah. Still turning into weird shit. I haven't had one. Oh well, uh, you know, uh, you can see him kind of observing Lesion now, and he's like, uh, yeah, um, I had like a collection. But uh, I used up some of it, you know, fighting outside last headquarters. So now I'm just like trying to get cool no. shit. And he uh, isn't this he, the guy who isn't this the guy who um, like got hurt real bad during that last fight trying to impress Claire? Yeah, he did. He gives her the far too casual head nod. What's up? What's his name again? Well. It's his name is like Curtis or something, but he's called <laughs> he's called the Mad Spitter. Um, whatever he would have introduced himself as, which I imagine probably would be Mad Spitter. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Mad Spitter, how you doing?" She, oh. in the meantime, has been trying to uh, follow what um what's being written down. Like she's One, seeing if she can figure it out. I'm sure it's way beyond what she understands, but she kind of uh -huh. wants to figure it out. You can you can roll science. Um, All right. Spitter is is very gratified by her uh, attention and uh, you know tries to act like he doesn't care. Um, he asks uh, he asks Morgan if if he has anything that's made out of something cool. I got some fucking denim pants on. I ain't trying Denim's to turn pretty into cool. I ain't trying to turn into denim, man. <laughs> I'll. How the fuck's I'll keep my eye out. Cool. Yeah, um, I found a burner phone and uh, I, I I cracked it open because I heard they had like rare earth metals and shit. Um, but I couldn't find it. Uh, one thirty eight helped me out though. I can, uh, I think one time I was like molybdenum or something. Some fucking shit. on my pay grade. Yeah, yeah. Claire Claire nods and says, "Yeah." Word. Yeah, you know, um just trying to uh find out uh new uh 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 properties, you know, of stuff that's like useful. Yeah, yeah. And you know, working legs, working legs every day. Every day yeah, people legs. forget leg day. Girls for the girls. Girls for the girls. <laughs> So at this point, 138 has uh, stopped scribbling. So that was five successes on the science roll I just asked for? That is correct. Okay. So whatever 138 is writing is clearly in another language or like notation system. It could be... Like if you'd never seen an algebraic formula before and you just started and you, and you just looked at it and tried to figure it out based on first principles, that's kind of what you're seeing. But Claire's brain does that. So um, 138 is writing out the equivalent of like economic models. You can see where there are um, variables that are um 
just based on assumptions. Like there's nothing else connected to them in the system, mm -hmm. so they must mm -hmm. just be assumptions. Mm -hmm. And um, they look similar to the patterns of equations she's seen before when social scientists try to predict behavior. So kind of a behavioral economics. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So he's he's going through like if a, this kind of thing was in this place, what would their reason be, or you know stuff like that. So he's just sort of slotting in um, numerical values for for things that don't necessarily have them. With with five successes, is that enough for her to have a a minor but meaningful contribution to what he's writing down? Um, sure. It, yeah. Like not like not like a core thing, but be like right, right, should that right, be right. seven instead of six point eight four? Like, I like that. Uh, yeah. So she uh, she she indicates something like that to him, and he he stops. He had like brushed past that. He stops, and he erases two whole lines, changes that value, and starts changing a bunch of other stuff. He's just like excellent. He just absently kind of says that. Claire feels proud of herself, but doesn't. <laughs> okay. He he comes back saying that um, of the dimensions he's aware of where, you know, bodiless beings live, there are only five that are likely to have produced something that could appear in this world without causing like a horrible cataclysmic event. And he says that most of them are these like layers of reality where sentience is um, kind of limited to very specific tasks. He makes it sound like these dimensions are areas of the universe where the behind the scenes work gets done. The beings that tend to live in these areas of the universe are ones that ensure that basic processes elsewhere in the universe happen reliably. And so he says, so "It's like some chaos theory, sort of. Some says, pretty big stuff. So really big stuff." Yeah. At the end of it, he um, he he holds up the dry erase board. He's just been, you know, lecturing on this for like five minutes, and then he says, "However," holds up the dry erase board and just runs a finger diagonally across the whole thing. Says, "Data are not reliable." And he puts the dry erase away. Says, Without empirical observation, no model can be particularly accurate. So we need data. We need empirical evidence. Yes. And what Preferable. does that look like? What does that look like? Exposure of this unit, um, I would need to see them, or some the likelihood of being able to capture in a recording is low. I do have security footage from that night, seems unlikely terrestrial camera produce useful images none of us could see it true precisely yeah but it was like in a dude fucking him up making him act all weird 
He did but also drink. Sure. He did also drink some of my serum. New variables gets the dry erase out. Goes back to it. Seven. She, she's going. To, she's going to try to, as best she can, probably in kind of a rudimentary sort of like broken like I'm speaking arithmetic when you're doing algebra way. Uh, try to explain in his paradigm what the formula does. Okay. Like, in what impact that would have on someone. Okay. Maybe she's trying to be too big brain about it and will not be effective. <laughs> trying to be big. Because, you, know, you know, if you've ever if been in that situation where you're like, I'm trying to speak up to your level, and sometimes you feel like you kind of miss the mark, or you're trying too hard and you bring up something irrelevant, or sometimes you just, you know, say the wrong thing. That's like much of my academic career. Isn't that all academic careers of all academics? No. Oh, okay. Some, some that's of them, That's what they want you to believe. Some of them always seem like they know what they're talking about. I that, I, yeah. I hate those mother efforts. Remember what remember what um uh, Uncle Iro said in in um uh The Last Airbender, one of my favorite Iroh. quotes of all time. Iro is um let's see how does it go? Uh, shame is not the opposite of pride, merely its source. That was good. That was good. Like that. Like that. I wrote wisdom. Yeah. Um. While while one thirty eight scribbles on the on the board again, uh, Legion can feel seven sort of like tentatively trying to broadcast. Uh. I don't quite know how the telepathy works to know like can can they just think at you and and you hear them or is it okay mm -hmm. they they they're tentative at first like can you hear me yes marvelous you are a fascinating form of life say the same thing about you should probably get one of those collars your buddy has. I appreciate the novelty of this. It's contact based. It's it's not something that you left on me, it's you. You're here. Yeah, you could say I get around. <laughs> It can be a nuisance, though. How much prejudice do you experience? Considering I don't really come in contact with people that I'm not actively attempting to stop, I suppose you could say either no prejudice or high amounts of prejudice before they die. Before they die. Oh. Hmm. I thought about revenge once for the procedures, but I think my survival is vengeance enough. I understand not everyone feels that way. Have you found some closure? Well, I've certainly accomplished what I set out to do. I'm hoping I'm hoping that I can expand that 
to other people. Mm. Make sure other people don't fall into the same fall under the same terrible fate that I have. You will be and they stop communicating telepathically and just like in the middle, like maybe other people are talking when Seven says this out loud or maybe it's just been like silent except for the sound of, of 138 writing on the dry erase board but but suddenly verbally Seven just, just addresses Legion it's just like, you're welcome to stay here anytime you'd like. The Institute is a safe place. Thanks. I'll consider it. So 138 puts the the dry erase board aside again and says likelihood high formula waste denatured not of particular significance entities capable of god i'm trying to think of like a cool weird techno term for possession <laughs> uh co co-inhabitants corporeal yeah. co-inhabitants corporeal co-inhabitants thank you yes. entities capable of corporeal co-presence narrows range of possible dimensions to two of those dimensions no known incursions based on analysis of planetary records. Likelihood of accident high. However, other possibilities include expulsion, deliberate incursion for exploratory or touristic purposes. Fleeing from threat. Hmm. Those are the most likely scenarios. If it's fleeing from a threat, how much of a threat do you think it poses itself? Should we be more concerned about finding whatever might be following it here? Uh, 138 gets that relayed through 7 and says, Threat to these forms of life either imperceptible to terrestrial forms or overwhelmingly obvious due to extreme global severity. If you haven't already seen it, it might not be dangerous to you. Are you saying since we have seen it, it could be dangerous? I mean, if the thing threatening, the thing you saw, were coming here, we would all already know. Intrusion would be apocalyptic. Oh. Someone say apocalypse, and everyone would look over and... Spitter and Morgan completely lost interest, like couldn't follow these conversations. So they're like on the other side of the room, like punching each other, like using like minor mm -hmm. uses of their Being powers. Bros. 
like yeah just testing it out and like morgan yeah. hears apocalypse and he's right. like what <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah spitter has uh has has eaten a a, a piece of uh concrete that was left from the recent remodel so morgan's just like watch this though i'm magic and like i turn him off <laughs> the fuck yeah that's new <laughs> yeah so uh when when 138 says apocalyptic morgan says that um 138 has has stopped he sort of looks back like he forgot morgan was there That that's not a good word. Alternate. It is accurate. To answer alternate question, is it alone? Based on known observed behaviors of dimensional figures. No. In one of two possible dimensions, entities travel in concatenations they are chained together term is literal you used a lot of big words that I didn't understand so lots of these things little few one likely group size varies from Three to twenty six. Well, fuck me. Do you? He points to Claire. You're the big brain. I mean, are we just? Is this a sit and a wait kind of thing? I don't know how we would go after it. I mean, other than putting something together with, well, I mean, I think if we have a reasonable assumption of what its origin is, we could probably find some sort of energy signature, don't you think? Only me. He wasn't. <laughs> energy signature, only likely option. Entities without physical presence only leave energy trace. However, well, corporeal collocation produces results in host body, which also may be observable. Um, he ate the guy. So that... it kind of it possesses people. Sorry. Oh, go no. Go ahead. Go ahead. She 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 doesn't oh, interrupt you. He ahead. says he ate the guy that was possessed and points at Legion. It also touched Morgan. What did it feel like when it tried to do whatever it was doing to you before it lost interest? Oh, like uh, it was trying to take me for a test drive. It um just just to jog your memory a little bit. It felt like every part of you was screaming. Oh, okay. Never mind. I say that instead. Like all your I am surprised I did not ship myself. It was that bad.
auditory stimulation of defecatory response highly probable. He means he was really scared. Oh, I see. What do you plan to do? I think that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly malicious in some form or another, so we need to find it. We need to find it and stop it, right? That's that's the kind of thing we do, right, guys? That's that's what we uh, <clears throat> that's what we do. Seven turns to Claire. How do you know it's malicious? We don't know for sure. It seemed well. I guess it certainly was defensive, and certainly anything that possesses people and then screams and attacks things whenever it comes out of a person is at least suspicious, maybe if not malicious. I wouldn't describe what it did as attacking us. Would or wouldn't? I wouldn't. It seems more, it seems, I'm saying, Legion's saying this. Uh, It seems more like it was curious about us or about noises we were making or movement seemed to follow things that were either making noise or movement. I can't tell for sure because I had to do both to produce one. Seven says, many forms of life that are different from us are still following the prerogatives of life. Are they not? Food, shelter, propagation. The real question is, are we going to be able to take it out of whoever it gets into? I think fighting it is premature. I think finding it is number one here. I mean, I think if we can just send it home, that's, that's best. Well, detection is something I should be able to work on figure out how to communicate it, see what it needs. Seven says, I have to admit, while I try to be open to the way most life forms move through the world, taking someone's body, maybe even if it were a, a reflex, it's not something that I would welcome in the city. So, while we are a bit busy coming to terms with recent events and getting the Institute off to a useful start in the city. I hope you will consider us allies. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why we're here. Is he saying that to us? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's what we're doing here. We're not good. We're here to collaborate. We, would likely won't be available very much, but we would be pleased to be kept in the loop. I'm sure 138's very eager to hear whatever you learn. 138 just nods. He's learned that nodding means affirmative. (laughs) Well, all right. So, yeah, you keep that working on the back burner, I guess, and... 
we'll keep our uh, collective eyes peeled. Yes, I'm sorry we can't be more active, but the Institute actually has a lot going on. I've tried to engage the services of a lawyer. We have found ourselves sticking up for a lot of new metahumans. Since the population explosion, as they call it, there have been so many more people in your neighborhood oh, yeah. who have to come to terms with being something they never expected to be, and people like that can find themselves lashing out. So I'm afraid we're doing rather mundane things around here. Legal defense, public relations. And they shrug, and their shoulders kind of do this ripply thing where it looks like three or four different sets of shoulders shrugging. If you if you come across any truly unusual metahumans, my work is ongoing, and I certainly would be grateful for any information or DNA samples from anyone who has something truly remarkable, whether it's in terms of power or um, originality. I'm sure you would appreciate that, Dr. Robbins. She we'll smiles see. at being called that. Does he say it? Does he say it and kind of like, oh, I bet you would appreciate it. Or does he say like, oh, that makes sense. Their their tone is very, very carefully neutral. Okay. And they say, we'll see. All right. So over the next few days, let's get a quick gloss of, of what the team is doing individually and collectively. And then I'm going to tell you all about two capers. Capers. Crimes. People are out Yay. here doing crimes. Jinkies. <laughs> Zoinks. So, first of all, maybe among yourselves, a word about what the group is collectively doing to uh, find whatever this thing is. Hmm. I, I think Legion just goes into full investigation mode, like goes underground, looks through every newspaper that he can find, tries to see if there's anything out of the ordinary, especially like all of the sort of uh, uh, things that I, I've been using to hunt down mob members who have been in hiding. So Mm -hmm. Like I, I probably have a bunch of different periodicals that I search through really closely or, and, and other, other like internet news feeds and tw like, like local, local Twitter accounts that, that see themselves as, as like independent news bodies or, or whatever, like sort of go through all of that, like any, anything I can there. And then also talk to any references I have on the streets. Okay. Um, one thing that one publication you would definitely have then is a uh, Stringersburg hometown paper called the River City Revel. It's one of these like alt weeklies, and um, anybody in the know is aware that the back page personal ads of the Revel are often you can find coded messages there of of people doing doing deals uh you know announcing things there's 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 underworld chatter that happens in those pages so that for sure would be on your list 
Um, is there any particular type of thing that you're you're looking for, or is it just sort of a broad like anything weird happening kind of search? I I am looking for like uh, um, like inquire style alien stole my husband stories, like very similar to like the first Men in Black movie where mm -hmm. it's just like any 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 sort of thing where somebody just completely changed their personality or started doing something very contrary okay um, stuff like that gotcha okay uh is is, is that's like legion solo thing doing that probably uh legion's used to only doing things solo anyway right. so it's quite right. possible that after this interaction uh, legion just disappears uh, right. for several days without any contact to either yep. of you until he finds something or doesn't find something and comes to a dead end the old maggots goodbye that's right that's what it's called <laughs> everybody uses that term they're familiar with that <laughs> all right nice. what about nice. what about morgan and claire go ahead mercury um claire would be working on something to test it to uh to detect it i mean so okay. uh, uh that would i imagine be a prolonged multi-day you know, like multiple role type thing to find, to do something fairly complicated and not something she's tried before, which is to yeah. find the ability to uh, uh, find a way to detect extra dimensional entities. And if we mm -hmm. could like tracing, like detection in people, like, because I mean, there's a couple different things. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to see it in people and ideally try to find a way of like, sending it back or tracing it back or something like mm -hmm. that. I know that last part's probably going to be the like n the first two need more study before that third part can be completed. Okay. Um what about Morgan? Morgan kind of goes back into training mode, but instead of like I'm punching a bunch of things and running at walls trying to teleport through them, he <laughs> has been pondering on the weird occurrences, the weird accuracy that he had with Claire uh, hunting down Brownout yeah. and everything. So I think he's going to like sit down and try to be quiet and like feel the vibe of the Berg. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Morgan is using a tune. And he's going to spend a point of resolve. Okay. Right. Uh, Claire is doing super science. So, um, I'm going to say we'll we'll start with science roles before we get to technology roles. Cool. And obviously obviously Legion is going to throw investigation to to generate clues. Um meanwhile if uh if one of you would be so kind since I can't find my wait there it is never mind. The dice bag. Go bag. I know it's like sort of played out 90s gamer cliche to have a crown royal bag like this but that's what i am a played still out have... 90s gamer cliche um, i could get mine right now i got a i, I got a black one because i was like i gotta be a different 90s gamer cliche yes okay i gotta find a fucking d8 in here okay who's who's ready who's first i mean i guess since Morgan doesn't have to roll, we can do his clue uh -huh. first. 
Okay. Um, so Morgan's at this for a couple of days because he doesn't really know what he's doing. The thing he's looking for is like a thing that he wouldn't really have a sense of how to look for. And um, also he realizes after the fact that he was kind of seeing it at first, he just didn't know what he was seeing. Uh, he, he didn't, he couldn't tell that it was connected. The main thing that Morgan experiences as he sort of feels the city is a lot of confusion, a lot of like people feeling desperate for something. He can feel for a while, for a, a span of a few hours, he, he realizes he can feel anybody in the city who's particularly hungry. Then he, the next day he starts mm -hmm. picking up on thirsty people for some reason, like individual people. Before he's felt like places and phenomena. Now he's feeling people. And um, this occasionally can like leave him coming out of this trance crying because there are there are starving families in Stringersburg and he's he's felt a couple of them. Um he realizes later, end of the week, when he starts to feel groups of at first he doesn't know what they are, but figures out they're people who are producing this sort of haze around them because they're in a haze because they're using heavy drugs. He starts to feel groups of heavy drug users. And while he's experiencing something of, of one of these groups, a general sense of where they're moving throughout the city, a, a hint of what they might be feeling, he feels the other thing there. He feels something really cold and really dark and really far away. He, it is a sort of vertigo quality to the sensation of both knowing that he's feeling someone or something present in, in Stringersburg and also feeling like he's at the ass end of fucking outer space. Um, so Morgan learns he can use a tuned to locate these beings. Awesome. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. That's cool. That's super cool. Who's next? Who's ready? I'll roll. Okay. I got eight successes on a six die. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. shit. Nice. Okay. All right. First of all, Legion's like, I got to go back to where this started for me, which was Fat John dumping those bodies. Mm -hmm. The bodies were, he, he dumped them from that spot where he was crashing in the berg. But he didn't kill them. Legion goes back there and examines the scene in minute detail. All of those people left their fingerprints on all of the stuff that was there. The TVs, the old radios. Um, somebody had taken an extension cord and was like stealing power from a factory. Or, sorry, not a factory. From a, from a warehouse down the way. And 
I'm assuming lesion goes there. So let me just find this note to myself real quick and I'll tell you what's there. Yeah. The warehouse that they're, they were stealing power from in Fat John's place is called Iktakuri Freight. Um, I'm so happy with the name that I can't help telling you. Legion finds out it's a mashup of Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, Iktakuri. Um, they have a lot of little boats that they use for for drayage, which is like conveying merchandise from the big shipping vessel either to the warehouse or from it to smaller locations. So they, instead of having like 16 wheelers, they have the equivalent of sprinter vans, but on the water. Um, they, they do a lot of it in the sink. They also have land vehicles at a location in town, but they, they seem to be doing a lot of trade in, in the sink and they're pretty fucking busy. And so nobody really noticed that, um, people were stealing power. Also, they're very disorganized. So nobody noticed their power was being stolen. Um, all of that stuff, all of that equipment, the TVs, the radios, whatever other gear there came from the transistor hut that Fat John used to run. And um, Legion finds a police report about the transistor hut being broken into. So people apparently stole Fat John's stuff and then brought it to where he was crashing. Um, the bodies don't really make sense either. They are... For one thing, Legion sort of goes back to them reconstructing the scene. They were emaciated. They were all filthy. It was like nobody had been taking care of them. And he finds out that there's serious malnutrition going on. Like these people hadn't eaten or bathed or taken care of any of their basic needs for days. And um, some of them might have died from violence. I don't remember if we established that, and I don't want to retcon too hard here. But um, if we didn't establish that, then they all died of natural causes, which is to say they like starved to death or like one of them got a got an infection and died from that. Um, so. Yeah, I th think that's there's one other thing. Um, there's a robbery that happens and legion would certainly be the first to find out about this but the others might find out if they look up from their own projects um there's a robbery in town for you two for legion it's at the iktakuri facility in the sink there's a robbery there of a like not a full shipping container but something about half that size there's a robbery of computer parts like not assembled towers or, or laptops or anything there's like a pallet of like ram sticks there's a pallet of like cooling fans or, or or whatever just like individual parts of computers and um it was a haphazard theft some stuff was left behind there's just like a shitload of plastic left in the in the the shell of this bay where it was stolen from there's footage there's security footage of the people doing the theft like it's not a professional job at all 
all three of them at the same time? All three of what at the same time? All three of the dead bodies together at the same time? Um, Before they died? Or is it one person at a time stealing stuff? It's it's not those people doing the theft. This this oh, okay. theft happens during your investigation. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Okay. I think those are your clues. Have I left you with any unanswered? Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Do you have one clarifying question for me before we find out what Claire's been doing? Okay. Nope. Legion finds that out. Um, Mercury, let's let's see how well Claire's doing on the sort of basic science end of this, figuring out theoretical approaches to the problem. Kidoki. So science or tech? Science. Three. You, okay. you can always spend resolve. Slow going. Yeah, I have one point of resolve, so I don't know how much longer the session's going. Not long. Reroll it. All right. All right. What's it Take was? that. Take that. No. Ah, got one. Got one more. Unamoth. Well spent. So let's say that Claire makes progress this week, but she also gets sidetracked. Some of the theoretical implications of, of this throw her for intellectual and ethical loops there's a moment in there there's a moment in there where part of her is like i need to tell the science community that there are fucking dimensions populated by beings with no bodies and then she's like i can't fucking tell people (laughs) this is this is yeah that that is a very i like that a lot because that would be really like overwhelming in terms of like Oh, I have discovered some stuff that people. This is very mm-hmm. scary and weird, and I don't really know how to write academic papers. But she knows the stuff, so like, yeah, it's this gets put on her to do list with low priority. Is <laughs> to share this information with the world and change yeah. the world in a second way. Right. So she's got two world changing theories right now that are going to revolutionize medicine. It's going to be revolutionized medicine and, and physics. Um, ethics and now she's going to revolutionize physics because or metaphysics because why not why not metaphysics oh it's physics but for metas no that's that's not some meta joke yeah i like it i like it so um i think you're going to need to accumulate 10 successes on science roles in order to have a sufficient theoretical grounding to start building a device to detect these beings. Um, I also imagine that at some point she's going to need to like let loose a little bit, let off some steam, get, get, get some perspective, take a break from the work. In other words. Yeah. Yes. You would need a moment like that in there. And and music is is one of her things, right? Oh yeah, super. Um, she's into like electronic kind of stuff, so she would and hear rap and hip hop. Oh, but right. yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes electronic too. It's club clubs. She gets wind of 
a noise music festival that has abruptly been organized in Stringersburg. Um, some of one of these one of these acts she's heard of before, or she hasn't heard of it under this name. She's heard of the person who does it. They were a producer on a record she liked. They're doing this noise project. Their role has some incomprehensible name. There's like a weird flyer for this act that apparently has six people in it to make noise. And this mm. person is called something like the, um, uh, um, they're called the, they're called distressor in chief. Mm. Um, super, it super sounds like a, like a band. It's very good. Uh, this is the like, like minor. This is the like liner notes name for this person. Mm -hmm. The band, the band itself, is some like incomprehensible string of consonants and punctuation marks. It's a noise band. Just forty f's. But there's like a three day thing. And there's like 12 acts a day. And, and only one note will be played coming... the entire time. <laughs> oh, I don't know that she's in a noise. Can it not be noise? I think noise is so pretentious and terrible. Just personally, I just I, hate it so much. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you that Claire is into this. I'm telling oh, okay. you about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, like if she's putting feelers out into the the music world, yeah. she would learn of this. And and this is this is weird. Why is this happening in Stringersburg? It's not like there's a history of a noise music scene here. Most people in Stringersburg, okay, most of the radio stations in the Berg are classic rock. Mm -hmm. There's like nine classic rock stations in the Berg. Springsteen all the time. John Cougar Melon Camp. And and other classic rock like uh <laughs> like Breaking Benjamin and Imagine Dragons and other bands that are now classical rock because we're old. So wow. we say Springsteen, but you also need to include Stone Temple Pilots. Is Thou, oh, is thou on the same? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pearl, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. But I'm saying. Yeah, know. yeah. No, I know. So, Green Day. Green Day is on the oldie station now. The point is. Claire life is hears, hard. The point Claire is life is hard. About, the, no, I mean, the, the point is Claire hears about the noise music festival, and it's unusual. That so, is unusual. There's that. Just probably to get out of her head and to be annoyed at people who and to see who the hell actually goes to this kind of thing, she'd probably go. Okay. Cool. I like that because Claire, like me, is a little bit like game. That's that's what my wife says okay. about me. She's like, she's like. I just really like how game you are for things. She's like, do you want to go try it? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And she's like, I didn't even finish my sentence. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Let's find out what it is. So I was going to say, do you want to try running into a bunch of knives? Let's do it. <laughs> let's go. I'm going to try eating a dog. <laughs> yeah. Not my dog. Maybe someone else's dog. No, not really. So um, I think Morgan's attunement would could could maybe point him toward this scene and i think 
I th- there's there's got to be a I, I would just love for tonight's last scene to to leave us with a cliffhanger at a noise music festival. So, um, right. What about what about Legion? What gets Legion to the noise music festival? I think I think some of the stolen computer parts might be there. That would be something. Sure. Uh, I, I could also have like a contact on the street that is is into it and i haven't met with them yet but i know that they might be going there so yes okay right there's a guy um okay should i do the contact or do you have any that you'd like to introduce if you have an idea go for it okay there's there's a there's a middle-aged man who lesion has spoken to before because he used to work for the company that his parents worked for. And um, he left under a sort of cloud of suspicion. He's always seemed kind of the, the one of the parents probably said he was hippie ish in air quotes. Um, he's definitely a, 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 a recreational drug user of some kind, but he seems to be keyed into the, the world of like big pharma still a little bit in some way. Um, so uh he he do they normally check in or is it like an incidental thing they run into each other does lesion like go find him i i think it's i I think it's when the need arises okay i I don't think they keep in contact necessarily um for other reasons besides if i need to find something out specifically okay one of the people i had i'll hit up okay so just sort of casting a wide net, looking for information of, of all kinds. Um, this person who has a real normal ass name, Drew, what's a normal ass, just like regular ass dude. Steve name? Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve Smith. Um, almost Dr. Smith, but not quite. He flunked. He flunked out of his <laughs> biochem <laughs> PhD program. Um, Steve actually comes up on Legion's radar this time because of some of the like chemical traces of stuff at the at the scene at at like Fat John's place. There's this there's some like weird residue, and he's trying to figure out where to to test it, and so he he hits up Steve. He finds out that Steve is going to this weird noise music show, and that's where he'll 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 meet and talk. And Steve likes to go to these shows because uh, the the drug he likes to take puts him on a sort of dull trip, and he likes the the jagged sound to kind of bring him back up a little bit. He's sort of balancing one chemical reaction against another. So Steve's going to be at the show, and that's why he's there. And Morgan just feels some of these weird vibrations he's been getting concentrated in this in this building, and he finds out that there's a noise show going on there. So um, maybe we'll call it there tonight, and we'll just set up this noise show as as the first scene for next time. Dig it, I dig it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Morgan's fortune for the evening 
is never doubt gonna give you a <laughs> oh, I would never rickroll you never I'll hold you to that it says it says never doubt logical things 138 is a very logical thing I like it well everyone thank you for coming and hanging out on this session uh one thing before we go i just got an email evil beagle has just released on pdf for the kickstarter backers uh pinnacle Ooh. city which is a chock-a-block full of npcs and villains and everything to to throw so thank you yes Excellent. evil beagle is it's, awesome it's, it's a it's a really like hard-boiled pulpish uh, supplement, isn't it? Is is that the one? No, that that is uh, Welcome to Nocturne, I believe. Uh, yeah, Iron which Age. is the Iron Age. P the, yeah. This is this is their like uh, NPC book. If you're like, I need a a villain or a mook or whatever, like they give you backstories and it's got stat, you know, fully statted out and story ideas to go with it. Um, and then like how to use cool. them. Yeah. Some of these drawings and characters are super cool. And it's, uh, well, that's been 130 pages of NPCs and like a, and like wow. a story at the end to, to possibly run. Oh, villain games so you can run like you can be the villains so but yeah it, what a strange idea yes we would never do that <laughs> we the baddies <laughs> we've got skulls on our hats no but that's exciting because i'm confident anything evil beagle is putting out is mm -hmm. gonna be 